Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name is David Reed, and this man here is Marek Larwood. Hello, Marek. Hello, David. How are you today? <clears throat> well, I'm feeling quite calm. Calm, good. Good, why? I'm just taking everything on board, taking one day at a time. Being a bit zen about stuff. You, one well, day at a time, isn't that the... Terrible illness, isn't it? I thought it was alcoholics. I'm not got an alcohol problem. I'm not really much of a drinker. Well, I do like to have a drink, <laughs> but I don't, like, I don't like getting really uber pissed what's your what's your perfect uh, number of drinks of an evening well I can have a bottle of wine and that's every evening I think you do oh no 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 <laughs> no I don't really drink anymore oh. Oh. Well, when I go out I do yeah it's a sociable thing isn't it it's a sociable thing um, I always find it quite uh, funny uh, people's views of alcohol in films because oh the American one literally in a bar with a I hate that. A man who drinks uh, three bottles of beer at home is an alcoholic. Yeah. All American alcoholics in films drink bottles of beer. It's like, what? I know. It's <laughs> How a, are you? That's it's not a, an alcoholic. There's a whiskey on the corner of the bar. Oh, oh, and it's the... They, they're drinking beer at night, and then when they wake up in bed, they're surrounded by empty spirits bottles. You know? Yeah. Like, there's a half-drunk bottle of whiskey on the nightstand. It's that kind it's of the worst crap. thing. Yeah, so that and the whole... Um, a pill sink the shaking hand with the orange pill thing with oh here we go a really lazy way of saying someone's got some an addiction yeah yeah no one ever no alcoholics ever sort of have fun do they <laughs> Which, you never see them having a really good laugh yeah I mean you know it's just me at my best yeah why do they do it they're always miserable yeah it's weird it's weird what are you addicted to um I'm addicted to life it's good you know we're getting to reading lots of books lately. I, think I, I don't think that's that. an addiction. I don't, is, can you get well, addicted to reading? You probably could. From the rush of reading. Probably because it's... Um, well, what is it? What do you classify as an addiction? I mean, it's bad for you. No, I think it's anything that you you would feel withdrawal symptoms if you stopped. Yeah, if I don't... You'd get re- itchy if you weren't I'm reading I'm unhappy if right I'm now. not reading... A, if I don't read for a few days, yeah. I get unhappy. Hmm. Because I think it's it's best. It's nice to escape from yourself from the horror. The horror of being yourself. Yeah, that's a good horror film. Where uh, <laughs> everyone turns into you. A guy who is quite happy reading books, and then <laughs> they start taking away the books, and he gradually turns into a monster and starts c- c- 
killing people. And so they have to defeat him with the book. How do they defeat him? Throw it. They do it how they defeat all monsters in films, which is when it roars, you throw the book in its mouth. Oh yeah, I mean, if I was a monster, I'd stop doing that. Just stop roaring, or roar out your bum hole. I would wear goggles because they always go for the eye. Yeah, get some protective goggles on. Yeah, roar roar out your bum hole. Keep your mouth shut. Yeah, (laughs) just do this instead. (laughs) The invincible monster. (laughs) He doesn't open his mouth. We can't do anything. <laughs> you got to put a clog up his nostrils. You'd yeah. have more. No- you'd have eight nostrils. Yeah. Well, in different places. Bane was quite clever, wasn't he? He'd already clogged up his mouth, so they couldn't do that. Well, I don't know why we haven't developed uh, things. They're all on the head, aren't they? Like the eyes. A lot of powerful tools are on your head. Yeah, we've we've put them all. If in you were an insurance company, you'd say, "I oh, don't keep those." Don't, don't don't keep, keep your all your eyes next to your brain, don't mate. Keep, no, your, no, eyes are too close together. If one goes, they're both going to go. Steve, it's all of your eggs in one skull. Isn't Badly it? designed. You want at least two. You want two heads of anything. Yeah. Why not be a bum? Spare one, be a bum that pops out. Although I am pleased that all of them are quite far away from my bum hole. Yeah, it's maybe because with to... your system, you know, you might get. A... <laughs> You might get a bit of splashback and stuff quite often in your, d- in an eye or in in an ear. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of what you do. Maybe you'd have some more tear ducts in your in your bum hole, so it'd be like an internal b day. Or if your bum hole was on the bottom of your foot, that you could avoid all. You could just pick where it was going, couldn't you? In the arch, it'd be in the arch. In the foot. arch of your foot, yeah. Someone must have designed a better. I mean, we're just we are. What's this called when we design? Uh, what we're brainstorming? What are we no, doing? No, we're designing we're human, the new powerful beast, ultra beast. Oh yeah, we're we're uh, genetically modifying people, aren't we? We're making mankind two point Why are you doing your drawings of the <laughs> ultimate monster that could not be beaten by any any by anyone in a film and we realise our listeners aren't six year old children but if you are <laughs> listening this would be the best competition ever Blue Peter should do this sort of shit they really should instead of helping starving African kids <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 sure yeah yeah this isn't about any of this is it that's the most frustrated you've got with our <laughs> preamble bullshit yeah we went we I've been working at it so I haven't been to cinema and I'm also waiting for Baby Driver to come out which will be out are you looking forward to Baby Driver um a friend of the show Mark Bell it, he goes to see a lot of screen and scenes mm. and he occasionally messages me and says what the films are like and he said it was perfect oh great well so Baby Driver if you don't know is Edgar Wright's uh, new film about a young boy who has tinnitus and so listens to music and is a getaway driver for heists, I think. Yes. So that's coming out on the 28th of June. Right. Okay, cool. Which well, is actually the, the day this is being released, but uh, no, that's not as later, isn't it? I don't it's the 30th. Know. Is it? Well, I haven't, I'm going to go and watch yeah, it, so it'll be soon. So two days ago. Yeah. Um... Well, before we start talking about the films we have seen, uh, we should mention that we're sponsored by Her Film Project, who are an organisation that help provoke, promote diversity in films. Provoke diversity, did you they say? They provoke it. 
Uh, no, they promote diversity in films. So if you'd uh, uh, if you're trying to get your film made, or if you uh, are uh, interested in helping out with their cause, then please go to herfilmproject.com and follow at herfilmproject on Twitter. Uh, now, Merrick, I caught a film on Netflix. Our, our friend. Well, our, this is a sort of Netflix special, isn't it? It's going to be. Well, it's going to be because we're both talking about a film from Netflix, and but. As as is, uh, is the way, Netflix used to be the streaming equivalent of a video sh- store and is now becoming, actually, partly a production company as well and therefore a bit like a home cinema. The death because, of cinema. Well, in some ways, but, I mean, that's the mar- free market, isn't it? Um, so this is a film that was released on Netflix and uh, therefore carries the Netflix original banner on top of it and it looked quite interesting I knew nothing about it and it was only when it started that I looked it up I went oh oh okay you didn't make um, that sort of sound oh oh and Danielle went shh I'm watching the film I went oh okay um, it's called and I think the, the title does get in the way because I have forgotten the title several times now in trying to talk about it. But yeah. it's called I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore. And someone wrote in to recommend this as well. Did they? Do you yeah, remember I when it was? Look, if you tell me what it is uh, um, about the film, yes. and while I should do that, if you forgive my... I will be listening, Yes, but I will also be looking it up as well. Okay, well, I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore is a film about a depressed nurse played by Melanie Linsky, who you may recognise as she was in uh, Heavenly Creatures with Kate Winslet back in the day, the Peter, mm-hmm. early Peter Jackson film. Um, and she's also plays the stalker um, of Charlie Sheen in Two and a Half Men, weirdly. But um, she plays a depressed nurse whose house is burgled and her laptop and her grandmother's silverware and some of her uh, medications are stolen. Mm. And the police response is so sort of, you know, so what, that she ends up getting really frustrated with modern living and just wants everyone to stop being assholes. And this motivates her to become proactive and she decides to not just let it lie, she wants to find the people who stole her stuff. And that's the story. That's where it uh, where it's going. And uh, in in asking around the neighbourhood, she bumps into one of she meets one of her neighbours who she's never actually met before, who is a total weirdo played by Elijah Wood, and he is a guy who listens to heavy metal and uh, does push ups and has throwing stars and nunchucks and stuff but no friends and it's a total dweep um, so this is directed by Macon Blair this is what I wanted to yeah. say this is the uh, is written and directed by Macon Blair who was the producer actor of Blue Ruin and was also the producer actor in Green Room uh, which were films we have talked about a lot before but yes. these are the films of Jeremy Saulnier was it? I think they, yeah, they both uh, Blue Ruin. They both did it together, and um, Jeremy Saulnier, I think, wrote and directed Blue Ruin. Yeah, but I remember reading um, how they both uh, they sort of was a bit of a co. It was a both, collaboration. Yeah, and they both put money on their credit cards to That's get right. the, to get their camera to film it themselves. And he was originally a, a comic book artist. So he thought he'd be yeah. good to cast him in it, and then that went mental. And then they made Green Room, which was. Well, it's it's got the same feel as uh, Blue Ruin, especially actually. Um, but he's in it again, but only in a little cameo. But 
we've talked about Blue Room before and said how absolutely brilliant and weird and dark and funny it is Green Room I thought was sort of equally enjoyable they went further on the violence and pulled back on the funny in Green Room I thought Green Room was really brutal in a way it reminded me a bit of it's not the same film but a bit like the brutality of Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah just unrelentingly brutal and yeah. quite um, uh, and the death scene stay with yeah. you is quite uncomfortable really do uh, undeniably well made though and incredibly yes. told whereas um, I I don't what the fuck's it called I don't think feel, I don't, don't feel, feel home I don't this, feel that's the way this, in this world ah so it was and, John Paul Jones who uh, recommended this to us back on the 28th of February so thank you Jean-Paul um, I don't feel at home in this world anymore is back to Blue Ruin levels of funny if not more so it's it's very funny and yet dark and real and and upsetting and it's just it's to sound like a complete dick it's sort of pure cinema it's what you go to the cinema for you know it's it's it so well done a low budget because oh film's, yeah their but... film's quite I like the feel their film they feel quite gritty and quite yes. um... it, it's it's low budget but it's not super low budget as in all of the shots look beautiful so they clearly know what they're doing uh, you know it goes around a load of different locations and stuff it feels like it's exactly the size this story needs to be it doesn't feel you know it's been written for the budget they have and it's great. It's really, really good. Like I heartily recommend it to anyone. And it's one of those, like I've spoken about with Taika Waititi in the past, where you watch it and just go, right, well, I want to see what else this guy is going to make because I love it. Yeah. I, this, is, this is right up my street. I absolutely love this style of film. And she's oh, brilliant. I'll, I'll I sh- definitely watch it. I, I should mention as well, Melanie Linsky uh, really holds it. She's so watchable. John Paul Jones it wasn't as good as um, Blue Ruin. Um, I I haven't seen Blue Ruin in a while, um, so it's hard to judge them side by side. But I I thoroughly enjoyed this. I thought it was excellent. I'd watch it again. How many Davies? Nine. Nine Davids? Yeah, it's really good. I'm going to track it down and I'm going to bloody watch it. Well, it's easy enough. It's right there on your Netflix homepage. You don't even need to go out anymore. No. You don't need to speak to people. No. And see other people's stupid faces. Yeah, yeah. Get your popcorn delivered to the door. Don't even go out of the house. No. Do some press-ups in your room. What now? Get some weapons. <laughs> Get a gun, and gun. Why are you looking at me like Boudreaux that? Boudreaux gun out of bits of old meat that's gone hard from the butt you kept in the freezer. That would be really difficult. What do you mean? Building a gun out of meat. It's pretty easy, actually. But if you watch Videodrome or something. Um, yeah, so, I mean, there's not much more to uh, tell because, as with all good films, I I can't slag it off and I don't want to spoil it for you, but that's the What's story. What's the point of this podcast? But um, Macon Blair did actually base it, the entire film, on when he was, his, he was burgled and his laptop was taken and he found the police to be a bit ineffectual. But um, so on his feelings of that, and then turning into like a lot of great revenge films, it is yeah. it is born out of your impotent frustration in real life, and you should turn you it into something be allowed else. to shoot someone if they steal your laptop? No, I don't think that you should be allowed to. What shouldn't you be allowed to do then? Uh, you should be uh, allowed to call the police. Well, take two of their fingers. Well, perfect. I mean, this is no. This is quite medieval. Your yeah, yeah, your punishment. yeah, yeah. 
you should go live in Saudi Arabia, mate. They'd love you over there. No, they, they would. <laughs> Somehow I don't think they would. Yeah. Um, Why not write in with what appropriate punishments people should have for theft? Okay. Sure. If you want to do that, go to filmfandango.com. Because this is a sort of podcast that government think tanks they base a lot of their policies on the letters that we receive I should imagine yeah yeah well they've done nothing about the dog next door so far oh well, yeah well, they're obviously not well, they don't then no they're, lie. they're not listening to us yeah unless there's other people writing into a different podcast who say they love the dog next door some other film pricks yeah yeah but that's it track that oh actually one other point on this that um, I think it's quite interesting about uh, filmmaking and storytelling in general there's a thing in lazy filmmaking when every character the protagonist meets is sort of feeding the protagonist's world you don't believe they have their own life with their own problems yeah, and they yeah, actually yeah. exist and this does the opposite it gets it so right you know everyone's got their own stuff to deal with and they they're sort of indifferent to her problems, and but they've all, all got their little own funny vignettes of what's going on in their lives, and you don't quite um, get to see much of it. But it just makes it feel like a real world, and therefore it makes the central character seem that much more vulnerable, and also bold that she's doing anything at all because mm. life isn't interested. <laughs> It's really good. It's it's a proper revenge story, but with an existential angst at the heart of it. It's great. I think you'd really like it. Especially. Yeah, it sounds like right on my street. Uh, do you know what? What? This. Well, here's a quick letter from Tony Roberts. He just says he's recommending a short film called Open Culture. Oh. I just sorry hi Mark David I just stumbled across this short film on the Open Culture website I thought you might be interested if you haven't seen it especially with uh, the Blade Runner 2049 sequel soon to appear it's called Watch Tears in the Rain a Blade Runner short film I haven't even watched it yet but if you fancy going to Open Culture you can watch that film is it a fan made thing I don't know what it is I've not done any I mean I shouldn't even read the letter out if I'm honest I just, <laughs> I just thought I'd start reading it um, here's another quick recommendation here's a letter from Andy about the Red Turtle he says I've just watched the Red Turtle a dialogue free animation about a man shipwrecked on an island it is both beautiful and meaningful if you haven't already seen it I thoroughly recommend you track it down currently in cinemas keep watching the films Andy um, the Red Turtle is one that I wanted to go and see actually oh, no, I've I not even heard of it found time. it looks the animation style looks a bit like Hergé, you know, like Tintin. Oh stuff. yeah, but it it the the shots I've seen look absolutely stunning, and it seems to be uh, doing very well. So uh, no, I will track that down. There only seems to be sort of animations worth seeing in the cinema at the moment. Yeah, there's a lot of weird. crap, isn't there? Uh, there's not much. I'm sort of waiting for the next. Well, for Baby Driver. Anyway, here's another email from Dom Surlis. Streaming right. services. This is appropriate. Hi guys. Following your recent-ish discussion of good films on Netflix, where's this one right now? I just wanted to mention a really useful website, www.justwatch.com forward slash UK. I use it to track new additions to Netflix and Amazon Prime, and it makes those services vastly better. Their catalogues are not easily navigated. Very good point. It also now covers Sky Stroke 
so it also covers Sky Stroke Now TV, Dress Your Channels, and a bunch of other services. Some recent additions I'm looking forward to watching are Tony Erdman, oh, is that on one? And the Eagle Huntress. Might give another go to my Holland Drive 2, although I found it baffling when it was released. Keep watching the films. Cheers, Dom. That's justwatch.com forward slash. I used to have the app and it UK. wasn't very good. So I'm, Maybe they've redone it. If they've well. redone it, I'm just looking at it now. Yes, actually, they have. So now you can click the services you want to search. I'm click, on it now. Click new and it'll tell you what they've added. That's excellent. That is exactly what you need. Because actually, we. We have Now TV as well as um, Netflix, which is Sky's one. And recently, it's been absolutely useless because they, they just don't add new things particularly. You know, it's been quite crap. Um, oh, Tony Urban is on uh, Amazon, which I might give that a watch. Um, what was I going to say? I've got Amazon Prime for a month before I get ripped off and then I'm not going to have it anymore. Yeah. I mean, this is all just personal information that you um, uh, won't be interested in and don't need to know. Um, here's one uh, um, from uh, another streaming thing that's on uh, from uh, Short Film Sunday. This is from Short Film Sunday, and she says, Took advantage of house and pets sitting with a big screen on hand to check out War Machine. Despite a ton of great ingredients, chiefly David uh, Mitchard. Do you know him? No. Chiefly David Mitchard, I was underwhelmed. It meanders quite a lot. And while there's a couple great performances, some actors on board who don't work much, Meg Tilly is great, and some talented Australians stealing scenes, it just never really gels. The setup is overlong and overly expositional, and there's not much happening in a pile of different storylines at the same time. It's more like a table read than a film. Disappointing, as I'm a huge fan of Animal Kingdom and had high hopes. Oh. I will say, if you stick with it, there's a hell of a kicker at the end. It wasn't terrible, just dull. Christine. I um, love Animal Kingdom. I've not film. seen Animal Kingdom. Uh, War Machine is um, one of those where I've seen it advertised and or I just couldn't tell if it was uh, Brad Pitt on the poster or not because he's had so much work done look if if, look at that if it didn't say Brad Pitt underneath he looks like a sort of old old sort of six year old version of Brad Pitt yeah so I'm so sort of confused by it I just moved on there we go one more left this is from Caleb from New Zealand Uh, actor who has not produced any crap okay (laughs) A few weeks ago, I asked you which actor or actress you could not stand. Mine was and continues to be Meryl Streep. Which actor or actress, in your opinion, has produced continuously excellent work through their career with no duff at all? Mm. Of course, some careers have been cut short through untimely death. They do not count. More more than people who have had a career or are midway through their work and continue to be involved with excellent films. Sorry if this is a shit question. Cheers. <laughs> um, it's a bit like the Jim Carrey thing we talked about last week, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. Similar um, thing. So uh, I would repeat Ryan Gosling. I mean, who else gets... Uh, Francis McDermott springs to mind, who is always good. Yes. Um, although pit- she's been in a lot of things and I have in no way seen all of them, so I can't possibly say she's never been in a shit film. Of course, um, uh, last week or so, Daniel Day-Lewis... Uh, yes. Announce his retirement at sixty. Wow. Um, and he, it's, the problem is, is when you look through, this is what I do. I watch films. 
you see someone in it, I was looking at Rod Steiger, who I thought was amazing in the Pawnbroker Wobber. Mm. And you realise they have done about 70 films. So in your head, they sort of pop up every five or six years. Whereas how many has Daniel Day-Lewis done? Have um, a guess. I've, I've got him here. Oh, uh, I don't know. Have a guess. Uh, how many has he His done? His whole career. So he's 60 now. Uh, 20. 29. Yeah. And that's... N- no, and that's including short films and TV episodes at the beginning of his oh, career. Oh, he's done quite. He's done my beautiful laundrette, my my left foot. Well, from the, my beautiful laundrette uh, onwards, he did a room with a view, uh, Nano. I don't know what that is. The unbearable likeness of being stars and bars. My left foot. Uh, the last of the Mohicans. In the name of the Father. The Crucible. The Gangs of New York. So he has done a shit film. Uh, and Lincoln, which was Lincoln is bollocks, dog shit. And then he's he's quit. So Lincoln was his last. Oh, his last two films were nine, and then Lincoln. Well, maybe he knows when he's beat. I'm trying to see what. Uh, for some reason, I've got a feeling that Mel Gibson might have had a good run of films. I'm just looking into it now. I know his later run's been bad, but in terms of. Um, uh, uh, the Mad Max ones yeah yeah let's have a look at Mel Gibson and I'm still a massive fan of Apocalypto which doesn't get anything like the uh, acclaim it deserves I've still not seen it but you say it's great so I'm... I just don't understand if it's a, if people have got a problem with um, well they obviously have got a problem with Mel but I don't understand why that he wasn't giving any uh, uh, much directory buzz from that I'm looking up early Mel Gibson now, just purely. So Mad Max, which is great. Tim, which is a really brilliant film, and then he did Gallipoli. Yeah. Uh, Mad Max: The Road Warrior. Um, the Bounty, which is all right. Oh, I mean, it's not that. Uh, I feel like he'll have done a load of sort of fine thrillers in the middle of his career. You know the the uh, ransoms of this world. Yes. Um, well, let us know. Just email in and let us know. Let us know what? Who's never done a bad film? Yeah. There must be one actor. What about that woman who only played woman who urinates herself in Threads? That's that's her only credit, and Threads is brilliant, so... That's the thing. Yeah, if she's probably doubt, one. <laughs> if in doubt, just piss yourself. Um, well, back on the 27th of March... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Stuart Lewis recommended another Netflix film which is called Young Offenders and I sort of flicked I've almost watched this a couple of times yeah and it's a low budget film about two Irish school sort of a budget equivalent of like chavs really who and it starts on them just talking about what they would do if they had a million pounds right and they're both from really poor families one's from a single parent family and the other one his dad's um got drinking problems and they just one of them just nicks bikes and the other one works in the fishmongers with his mum right and then they want to get rich and they hear about this uh, smugglers cocaine boat hitting somewhere further down they live based in Cork so the boat hits the coast somewhere and there's 60 bags of cocaine what shipwrecked yeah which are worth 7 million euros each they go and try and find one this film is a, a real doozy. A really great find. It sounds thought, like um, 
do you know the film Whiskey Galore? Yeah, it probably is a bit like that. But there was a was it a fast show um, parody of it, which was called something like Heroin Galore or something. Oh, maybe. Okay, I haven't seen that. I haven't yeah, seen yeah. that. Uh, so the, the two young actors in this are playing sixteen-year-olds are just funny. I don't know if it's the Irish accent really helps them, and yeah. they re- and when they're trying, when they're not trying to be funny, they're funny. You know, when they, they when there's scripted jokes. They're the only bits that sort of don't work when it's just them right, talking yeah, about yeah. stuff. They, they've, they've. When you see two people who've got the characters down, absolutely nailed yeah. the relationship of these two best friends who are dicks. And it's almost, uh, Stuart has said it's a bit like they've got the goonie element to it, which it has got this sort of mission thing. And there's something about uh, bike chases, which are always good from eating you know I don't know whether it's a nostalgia thing when I think back to riding around on your bike in the summer holidays and cycling around and these sort of voyages of discovery well Stranger Things has monopolised upon that more recently hasn't it but BMX Bandits um, Nicole Kidman's first film oh okay anything with bike races I'm adding it to my list of things called blue uh, are good things with bike eight bike races the kids on bikes generally good I'm going to see if there's a film called The Blue Bicycle there is what's it got on IMDb it came out last year and it's got 6.4 on IMDb and it's about a 12 12 year old Ali lives an austere life in the Anatolian countryside he's saving up his hard earned money for his big dream a, a brand new blue bicycle shit and I should have done that I mean I bet I've mean, just drawn a picture of a bike stuck it to a wall and everyone loves it um this film is really funny and it's got that uh, <coughs> it's very light hearted fun feel to it it knows it's just quite um, o- not overtly over the top but just to the point where it's sort of semi believable right so they're almost caricatures some of the characters but just pitched tonally yeah and everyone is on the right tone everyone's on the same yeah, they've got yeah. the tone really right so it feels unique that you're watching it I've laughed loads throughout it and then 10 minutes 15 minutes in once you we first start watching they're talking about on a bench thing, oh is this going to be a really low budget just too too much character yeah. and not plot where occasionally you get people go alright oh, we'll just do some a bit Mike Lee-ish sometimes where it just feels alright uh, oh, I get that it's an interesting character but at least let something happen in the film yeah, rather than yeah. Just loads and loads of dialogue. This has got a really simple plot, funny, really great. I'll give it eight or nine Marics. Wow, what's it called again? It's called Young Offenders. Young it's Offenders on Netflix. Um, I think it's sort of building up a little bit of head of steam. Apparently, they've got been given a BBC sitcom or series. The two actors in it that I've heard, but they're both really brilliant characters and a light hearted summer film if you want to watch on a hot evening I thoroughly recommend it and it's on Netflix as well we've got two great Netflix films what more do you want yeah us to go to the cinema yeah well I will I will next week yeah uh, well that's that's it for this week isn't it there you go uh, The Young Offenders came out last year and I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore which came out this year I believe uh, so yeah track them down they are both well worth it by the sounds find them watch them put them in your mouth put them in your mouth and suck 
Um, <laughs> uh, that's it for this week. If you'd like to write to us, then go to filmfandango.com, fill out the form there, and also we do all of this for free. So if you'd like to donate towards our running costs, if you've listened to us for a while now, for free, uh, then you can do so by going to filmfandango.com We're nearly as well. at 300 We are episodes nearly at 300 old. episodes. That's a lot of weeks, isn't it? What a wasted lives. What a wasted life. If you want to make sure our lives are not wasted, donate all of your money. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, bye. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll be back next week. Keep, Keep watching, watching the, the films. films. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.